0: Welcome to TheAnchor.com, the anchorfm.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This evening, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite artists ever. Um, I think this guy is truly unsung. I think that he's an artist that his versatility and his range, when you think about it, I mean, he accomplished a whole lot as a singer songwriter as a musician but he's known for his ballads he's known for his work and in, in, in certain areas but he came out on the scene he bursted out with a lot and um that artist is the late great James Ingram excuse me and so many songs that I love by his his voice was just moving to the soul it's 40 years ago when him and Quincy Jones got together and first time I heard Just Once, I was like blown away, I mean, that song he did it live, I remember the tuxedos at the Grammys, and he just knocked it out the box I mean, his voice, he was you know, he was one of those artists that uh, his voice and everything, and it had a distinctive wail about it, his voice was like a guitar it just soloed, and it left a lasting mark, and it was just very soulful, it had a whiskey style to it, but it was so soulful you just couldn't escape it and just once it was a blow, mind-blowing song. The harmony, the t- the the, candy, the cadence, amazing. Same thing with the follow with 100 Ways. You know, that's one thing. You work with Quincy Jones, especially if you get the right songs and the arrangements and everything. It just takes it to a whole other level. And this was a powerful song. I mean, I just love the way... Uh, the song was just, it just moved the soul. I mean, I really dug it. It was strong and very soulful. Very soulful. And um, it hit the spot. Definitely hit the spot. Next songs that I did was somewhere out there. He did that with Linda Ronstadt. And again, if you pay attention to his versatility, even when he does a adult contemporary pop R&B, what have you. His range alone itself to working with some of the most dynamic talents ever. And this was another example. Him and Linda Ronstadt, who's one of the most versatile artists you're gonna hear, they they were in sync together. Really dug that song. Next song I dug was I Don't Have the Heart. And this was a song that was a big hit thirty plus years ago. And um, I believe Tom Bell had produced this cut and the arrangements and the whole thing was just really it just complimented well again, it was a very strong song and um it hit the spot, you know, when you hear his voice and the strength of it, it's so much power and force. And he wasn't one to be shy. You know, you just you 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 really had to smile and appreciate how talented he was. I mean you just really heard all that element and all that strength coming into his vocals and into that chamber. So it was another great song by him. That was a very strong song. Um, the next two songs I'm going to talk about is what he did with Patty Austin. She's one of the baddest female singers ever. And, um, how do you keep the music playing? Again, it was slow cut, but it was like one of those cuts where you're, you know, you just really feel the energy between the two. They really had a beautiful chemistry. Um, you felt their vibes together. You felt, you know, like I said, you almost felt like they had been singing together for years. I mean, you know, and that's that's like pros pro with between those two. And that was a great song. That was one of them songs that just definitely hit the spot. And it was uh, it was tough. That was a tough cut. Next cut is "Baby Come to Me," and they did this one. Rod to wrote it. This was I'm gonna put it to you like this about "Baby Come to Me." in the early 80's part uh, as far as songs that crossed over the us talk about songs that crossed over the only song that had more love than this one that crossed over was Endless Love with Lana Richie and Donna Ross, this is how strong Baby Come To Me was, this was one of those songs that it was like one of them songs that you just knew it heard it, felt it and it left you with a lot of like wow and all, oh. uh, their voices were incredible together and and again very strong cut, very powerful cut. And definitely cemented everything. It was it was a, it was a tight cut. On the groove side, a lot of people don't know this cuz I remember back in the day I was watching an old Do- Do- Dolomite movie Rudy Ray Moore and James Ingram was fronting a funk band and he done some funk stuff. He done some funk stuff. I will just throw this out there real quickly. He wrote P.Y.T. Pretty Young Thing for Michael Jackson. Played the instruments on and everything. Played the keyboard parts and grooves on uh She's a Bad Member Jammer for Carl Carlton, so you can hear the quotas and the music, but that's in his other life. This cat was bad. This cat could throw down. You know, a lot of people don't know how bad he was playing with Ray Charles Leon Haywood. This cat could play. James Zimmel was a bad boy. Don't let the tuxes fool you. He was no sleepy time, and he would run circles all over uh, people like John Legend, some of these other sleepy hounds that they got out here. He was bad. Anyway, back to this to this particular segment. Party Animal was a tight cut. I liked the groove on that, and he definitely it had some stanking, and it. it was it was bumping. It was a cool cut. It was a nice cut. I definitely dug that cut. That was tight. And then also dug it's real. He did this one with Teddy Riley when New Jack Swing was. That's where when Teddy was hitting his groove. They did this one together. It's real. Was a pretty big, kind of hit in '89. And James Ingle definitely did some incredible wailing on that song. If you hear his wailing on that song. It was some. His wailing was tight. It was tight. The next song that I dug by him was "Whatever We Whatever We Imagine." Very spiritual. He always had a strong spiritual element in his music, in his work, in his voice, and um, you felt that. You felt like he almost been. Uh, he'd been. The, the spirit was definitely on, him, on his soul. Um, this was a very strong song and one of those songs that, very uplifting, you know, very uplifting. And another cut that I dug that he did was, was like a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King was Remember the Dream. Um, very powerful, very soulful, spiritual. Uh, one of those songs that you just you just don't, you can't leave it alone, it just stays with you, another cut that I dug that he did was, there's no easy way to break somebody's heart, this one was a real tear it hit you, see, when you can sing like he can sing, and he made that thing, he, he, he had a, a voice on him that, you know, of course, if you know, he co-wrote and participated in the Secret Garden with him, Barry White, Elder Barge, and Al B. sure for Quincy Jones is back on the Block Project back in 1989, and James Ingram, Wailed on that cut too. I mean, you know. Like I said, a bad cat. And his brother Philip Ingram used to be in Switch. El debarge's brother, late brother Bobby DeBarge, and Timmy DeBarge were in Switch too. So there's a lot of cor- correlation, connection, so on and so forth, but there's a lot that goes back with this. But anyway, I uh I dug that song. I like the honesty of it. And that's one thing I can always say about James Ingram's music. It was some of the most honest, down-home folk, down-relatable that you could get. And the last song that I'm going to talk about is Y'all Be There. Love this song. It was a spiritual uh, tribute to the Lord. The video was something else. And um, I remember when this song was really big. And it just, you know, it just really hit. And um, he just left a lasting impression on me. I mean, I enjoyed his music. Um his voice, you know, he just really connected, you know, and you could definitely sense that this guy had had quite a career already. You know, another song, that one last song that I'm going to talk about that I like was What About Me. He did this song with Kenny Rogers and Kim Carnes. And in the early 80s, interracial, you know, romances and storytellings was kind of considered taboo. So this was kind of like a, some places wouldn't even play it because of the subject matter him and Kenny Rogers for the affections of Kim Carnes. It was a twisted situation but I remember the video and the performances but it was, but his voice when I said he sung with Michael McDonald, when I say he sings with Kim Carnes, when I say he sings with Kenny Rogers when I say he sings with Patty Austin, when I say he sings with Linda Ronstadt, think about how versatile that is. You know, and then he did New Jack Swing with Teddy Riley, you know, working with Tom Bell. I mean, Think about some of the people he's worked with, some heavy hitters. But his musicianship, his versatility, his talent could hang. He was a bad dude, you know. He was he was working with Quincy Jones. He was a bad dude working with Michael Jackson. He was a bad dude. So, you know. But anyway, um, please tell me your favorite James Ingram songs, or albums, or videos, or live performances. I welcome that. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for one another, and uh, just because a song is old or an album is old doesn't mean you can't hear something new in it, and James Ingram had a lot of life in his music, believe that, so to next time, keep it funky, keep it on the one, be safe out there, be careful, and again, um, you know, give James Ingram some listening, to because I'm gonna tell you something, this cat was one of the baddest vocalists, a, a very talented artist, truly an unsung, and you know, his whales, vocal whales was no joke. I mean, he had a vocal run that he would do, which was serious business. So anyway, till next time, peace and the best. All right.